There are things in this world and apart from it that man was not meant to know. Unseen blasphemies that stalk between the shadows of our waking world and nameless, untold horrors that inhabit our dreams as we close our eyes each night. There are those who seek out these terrible mysteries, and their curiosity has been rewarded, without exception, with madness and death, and for the least fortunate, the unassailable knowledge that humanity's place in the universe is as that of an insect to the common man. We now present a story of one of these unfortunates. Welcome to Tales from the Black Vault. The skies that day were clear, partly cloudy, the sun streamed in warmly. I was glad to be away finally from the university and take a much needed vacation to this sleepy northeastern town. Innsbruck, I think it was called. Something unimportant and uninteresting, but it's what I wanted to escape from it all, the pressures of constantly trying to get my students to learn, to understand things they couldn't possibly comprehend the futility of it all grating upon my soul. I needed desperately to get away and think of nothing. I walked up to the inn that I had registered. Good afternoon, sir. Ah, good, good. Is uh, my room ready? Uh, what's your name, sir? My name is Bellin Collinsworth. Let me just check the register. Uh, yes, sir. You are in the suite on the top floor. Here is your key. Thank you. And if you need anything, don't ever hesitate to ask. We can meet all of your needs here. Hotel, sir. Thank you. And that's that's Bellin with one L. Yes, sir. Thank you. I may get some correspondence. Just hold on to it. I... We'll send your mail right up. And don't forget, if you need anything, anything at all, don't hesitate to ask. Thank you very much, sir. I made my way up to my room. The oaken stairs creaked gently beneath my feet. The well-worn railing showed that this was a much-loved and much-used place. It felt old. It had the feel of a place that had been around a long time. I couldn't quite place the architecture, perhaps early Victorian, but something about it wasn't quite right. And then after the festival, we can come right back here and settle in for the evening, dear. That sounds wonderful, Theodore. Ah. <sighs> I heard the babble of my neighbors across the hall, a very attractive young couple with love in their eyes and playfulness in their souls. I remembered back when I had a romance like theirs, Madeline, and my heart broke just slightly. We never did marry. I was too busy at the university, and she grew impatient. Did I make a mistake to not keep her, to follow her? With sadness, I walked into my room and looked at the quaint surroundings, the brass fixtures. I thought maybe of getting a meal, but suddenly I was very, very tired, and I decided to retire. And I lay upon the bed without even removing my suit and fell into a deep, deep sleep. Sir, welcome. Is there anything you need we can help deliver? What's that? What's that? Uh, welcome to our inn. If there's anything you need, we can bring you. Hotel, sir? Oh, uh, strangely, I was back in the lobby. I don't remember having gone downstairs, but it seemed as if I had just arrived. 
And then after we check out the festival, we can come back here and settle in for the evening, dear. Oh, that sounds absolutely wonderful, Theodore. Perfect. <laughs> the couple was was there just as they were the first time I had arrived. Panicked, I, I ran back up to my room, my heart racing. Was it deja vu? Had, had I already been here? I looked at the bed and it, I was just exhausted. I must have slept on the carriage and didn't remember. Or perhaps I had a dream of arriving here earlier and... The bed looked so soft and comforting, I just immediately sat upon it and laid back and fell into a deep sleep. Coffee, sir? Uh, excuse me? Would you like a cup of coffee? Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I, it's, it's much too rich after traveling. I was confused. I, I looked around. I was in the lobby of the inn. Sir, Madeline's waiting for you in your room. She's already checked in. Madeline, no, that's, that's, that's not possible. I, I, he said it with such confidence, I felt like a fool to gainsay him. Madeline, I must be dreaming. This is this, this quite impossible. I... Hot towel, sir? No, no, I, ju I just need to relax. I, I'm, uh, no, thank you. I'm, I'm just... Are you a sort of man who likes a mint? Uh, uh, not today. Uh, mints give me uh, uh, indigestion. Sorry, uh, again, I repeat, your, your wife Madeline is waiting upstairs. My she wife? She seemed quite happy and pleased that you were arriving so early. My heart was pumping. It was beating so hard in my chest I could barely barely hear myself think. I I started walking up the stairs, looking back at the innkeeper, who smiled gently at me. Oh, such a terrible accident at the festival. God, it was absolutely horrific. Uh, just stay close to me, you will. Please tell me something, something pleasant and different from what I had seen, the horror. Certainly tomorrow will be better than today. Oh, yes, Theodore. The young couple was quite distressed. I was terrified, perhaps, at what had happened, but, but my wife waiting, my... Madeline, could it be possible? I ignored the couple and went up to my room, my heart still beating a mile a minute. I hesitated to open the door. Could she possibly be in there? What kind of madness was this? What kind of dream? I opened a door slowly, softly, and it creaked ever so softly as I pushed it open slowly, not knowing what I would see in there. Hello, Belen. Madeline? I've been here sitting by the window. Madeline, you... And it's been so pleasant. It was her. It was definitely her. But... But not her. At the same time, I felt I could see right through her. Through to the curtains. The antique lamp in the dresser. Clearly visible through her form. Beautiful, but gaunt. And pale. Knock, knock. Who, who's there? Sorry, sir. If I just wanted to make sure that everything was to your liking. No, please go away. Please go away right now. Uh, but is everything correct? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Just give me a few minutes. Uh, fill out a comment card. We need to find out later. <sighs> Thank you. Just just go away. Only pay attention to me, Belen. If anyone else disturbs the room, strike them down with something heavy. Strike them down? Madeline, yes. what are you saying? I, I'm not a violent man. Why, why should I attack anyone? Come closer, my love. <sighs> Only give your affections and attentions to me. I closed the door behind me and turned... The the skeleton key in the lock to make sure we weren't disturbed. And I stepped toward her. Every step, a leaden footstep. I could barely move myself forward. The terror coursing through my veins, paralyzing me as I approached her. My vision began to split and I saw two, three versions of her and the room began to spin. To gain purchase, I, I let myself fall upon the bed and as I fell upon the mattress, it's soft downy comfort pulled me in and I fell into a deep, deep sleep. 
Hot towel, sir? Oh, what? Excuse me? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm disoriented. I, I must have fallen asleep. The trip was, was long. I apologize. No, I, I understand, sir. We're always glad to have you in our hotel. We're... Tell me, tell me, have, have I been here before? Yes, of course, sir. You, you, you come here every year for the same week. Every year? It I, must be the festival, but surely you know they're not holding the festival this year. Every year? I looked into the lobby mirror and I noticed my face. There were gray hairs upon my temples that had not been there before, wrinkles upon my brow. We think you'll be particularly satisfied this year if we feel like we've really got it. Yes, of course, even though they haven't held the festival since that horrible, horrible tragedy. The, the accident? What, what happened? What was the tragedy? Tell, tell me. Oh, sir, please don't make us relive that. Sir, you, you lived it firsthand. We can't tell you... We've had the flowers sent to the gravesite, just like you requested. The gravesite? I turned away from them, just unable to process everything they were saying, and I charged up the stairs as quickly as I could, the well-worn railing holding me fast as I leapt two and three stairs up to the level of my room. Viola, this was a perfect day. The sun was in the sky, and the breeze was perfect, and looking into your eyes, you will see me again next year. The couple looking at each other did not seem quite as young and vibrant as when I first met them, and the sadness in their eyes touched me deeply. What tragedy had they seen? What had happened that made them so sad? Sir, let me just get the door for you. Um, you just walk right in here. Madeline's waiting for you. Remember, if you have any requests, any needs, just ask. Just, just please leave me. Leave me be. Bludgeon him. Bludgeon him. I looked upon him with hatred, uh, how obsequious he was, trying to be so helpful all the time, giving me everything I needed, yet nothing I wanted. I looked around me. Fortunately, there was nothing within reach. And as he walked down the stairs, the anger subsided. I walked into the room and closed the door. Madeline, what? Why do you incite me to these murderous rages? You disappoint me. No, Madeline, I, I love you. I would, I would do anything for you, anything at all. Disappoint me. Just, just, just to be with me. Just, what happened to you, Madeline? Why? What form is this? What ghastly form? Why are you not here in the flesh? What you must do now, you must do to yourself. No. Yes. No, Madeline. Break the glass from the window. To be with you? Forever. I looked upon the bed, the comforting bed, the bed that had always ended everything and put me back to a land of comfort. But I knew this time I could not. I grabbed the brass lamp, its ornate decorations. I looked upon it. The carvings upon it did not make any sense to me. The curves, which I thought were merely decorative, were tentacles wrapped around a skeletal figure, a jewel-encrusted eye looking deeply into my soul. I grabbed it. It was cold, colder than it should have been from metal, and the coldness sent a chill down my spine. I grabbed it and smashed the window with all my might, and the glass shards rained upon the street below, an empty street. I stepped out onto the window ledge, dropping the lamp. I looked down. The, the height seemed precipitous. But the cobblestones below, beckoning to me like a down comforter, 
and I knew the most solemn comfort awaited me there. Aye, my love. To be with you, Madeline, to be with you always. Forever. I jumped, and as I fell, time stopped. Then I flew. I was back with Madeline, and there was no ground or sky. There was no walls. There was just we two dancing in the air, dancing through the currents, mm -hmm. dancing through the inky black void of the universe, stars glinting off of our eyes. And I knew I would be with her forever. forever. Thank you for listening to Tales from the Black Vault. We release a new story every two weeks, and you can find them at our website at blackvault.net. This episode, The Last Sabbatical of Bellin Collinsworth, was narrated by J. Michael and features Justin Bozid, Brad Hawkins, Roy Yannick, Jamie Ramsey, and Peter Rogers as the cast of The Black Vault. Engineering and mixing by Brent Chismark. Editing by Peter Rogers, with score consulting by Michael Yu and effects consulting by Cindy Page. Music by Nathaniel Rendon and Matt Reed for Scotch and Coda Productions. Tales from the Black Vault, Season 2 theme by Awaybird. Tales from the Black Vault is produced by Peter Rogers and Lindsay McGowan for Terrible Old Productions. The Black Vault was originally directed by Mark Major at the Hideout Theater in Austin, Texas. Until next time... The vault is waiting, waiting.